from New Christian Life Church, located at 3945 Old Boynton Road, Boynton Beach, Florida, 7828, where the pastors are Richard and Emma Butler. you for all the great things that you've done in our life. We continue to honor you and bless you. You are Alpha, you are Omega, you are the beginning, and you are the end. And Lord, we come today, Lord, to hear from your word. Lord, for your word is a light into our path and a lamp into our feet. We thank you that we will hide your word in our heart, that we may not sin against you. We will meditate on your word day and night, that we may have good success and prosper. We thank you tonight, Lord God, that you will have your way. Speak the words that you want your people to hear, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Anoint me afresh today, tonight, to hear from you. Speak to your people, Lord God, and that you will have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Well, this is our last night, and we're going to close it out tonight. When we were talking about the first love. Um, <coughs> so we're already in our passion for God. We're back restored, if we needed to be restored, in, um, in our passions and our desires for God. We've now, we're continuing to put him first, um, trusting him in everything that we do. We're going to stay put and rooted, like we talked about last week in the name of Jesus, and we're going to continue to delight ourselves in him. For God has everything that we need that we talked about on last week. We do do not need to search for anything other than our loving God. He has everything that we need. Amen. We will continue on our path as we stay rooted and grounded. grounded. Uh, We won't be steered away by any enticing words. Amen. We will continue to stay in faith. Because it takes faith to, to please God. Amen. We were, we're going to continue to learn and listen. Be quick to listen. Slow to speak. Slow to anger. Hallelujah. Be content in every situation that we are in. And if we're not in a situation, be content just where we are. Amen. We're going to continue to have renew our mind daily. We talked about the renewing of the mind daily. Being the new creature in Christ not going back to our old ways or old communications because now we are new creatures in Christ. Amen. And so tonight we're going to talk about while that we are going through and we're staying rooted and we're staying grounded and we're staying staying on fire for God, keeping our passions and, and um, keeping our way focused on him. But then there's between times that we are facing, right in the dab in the middle, of waiting on God to move or not seeing the things that we want to see or just waiting to see what the next move is for God. Those are the times where we can become stagnant, where we become lazy in the things of God, 
those are the times when we can lose our desires. So we want to know, talk about tonight, how do we stay rooted and grounded in, the, in between times and in the middle when you're waiting in the waiting room? Have you ever been in a waiting room, the doctor's office, or any type of waiting room? Um, you're sitting there, and then you see people going in and out, and maybe you haven't, your name hasn't been called, but yet you were the first one there. And you see other people going before you, hear all this commotion going on in the back with the doctors and nurses, and you're just waiting and waiting and saying, what's going on? You know, why am I not being called? What's happening? You know, then you go up to the, the counter and say, you know, I've been here. My appointment was at 2 o'clock. It's now 3 o'clock. You know, what's happening? Oh, we're going to get to you. We had some other emergencies, or we had someone that came in that was a little bit more um, severe than in situation than what you have. And so in those times, we have to be patient, right? So a lot of the times that happens when we're waiting on God. We see things happening around us. We may even see the very thing that we're believing God for, someone else come along and get it right away. And you're still waiting in this waiting room for what you've been asking God for. You're still waiting to see the things that you want to see. So we know that God is working behind the scenes while we wait. He's actually working on the back end, and I use the back end because at my job, we work with a lot of wires, million-dollar wires, and a lot of the times they'll come and say, well, how can we move these funds here? You know, how can we, um, you know, avoid a delay? And, you, and then, you know, I'll tell them, I said, well, just journal it here, there, and we'll, we'll do the reconciliation on the back end. So I think about that with the things of God. God is doing a lot of things on the back end that we can't see behind the scenes. Amen? So there's always a reason why we have to wait on God, believe it or not. Because you may say, I don't, I don't see a reason why. I, I, I should have that right now. <laughs> I, I mean, I've been going to church. I've been faithful. I've been paying my tithes. I've been, you know, I've been doing everything that God has told me to do. I should have it now. But there's always a reason in God's eyes, where God has a reason why we may have to wait for something. And a lot of the times we're waiting for God to complete some things in our lives that we don't even know needs to be completed or to complete something around us in our family, friends, church, whatever it may be. For example, if we're waiting to have an issue resolved, that could be something. Uh, waiting to bring something to completion, um, you know, maybe you're trying to buy a home or you're trying to get approved for a loan. You're waiting for it to come to completion, um, waiting for God to take care of a situation, to bring a healing, to bring a financial breakthrough, maybe a repairing of a broken relationship or friendship, uh, maybe a ministry that you, you know, started off and you have a vision for, you, just, you haven't seen it, you know, really come to where you want it to be, waiting on that. So there are different things that we may be waiting on God to complete. And some of the reasons why we have to wait, sometimes God will want to find out how bad do you want it. Glory to God. <laughs> you know, in other words, he's not saying, oh, I'm gonna, I want to see how bad you want it. No, he's not saying that. But he's trying to figure out, or he wants to see, or he wants to bring out whether or not if you get this certain thing, will you turn away from him? If you get this, will you stop witnessing? If you get this, will you be so high-minded, you know, that you don't have time anymore for the things that he's, he's, he wants you to do? So, so those are some of the things 
uh, we have to wait. Um, the reason why we have to wait is on God's timing. Because a lot of the times we think it's the right time, it may not be the right time in God's eyes. He has his own time frame. And we want his perfect will to be done in our life. We want God's timing in our life. We want it to be done the way God sh uh, wants it to be done because then we know it's done perfect. Amen. Uh, he may have to work out some unseen issues that you can't see in the natural that you may not even know is there. So he may have to work some things out, um, things that could have hindered you once you do walk into the things and the perfect will of God. Some of these things may hinder you. He's moving things out the way that don't belong. Also, one of the reasons is to build your, fa your faith. A lot of the times it's just to build your faith. If you think back on some of the things that you've gone through in your life, it was really just to build your faith. And at the time that you were going through it, you thought it was just so severe and you never were going to get out of it. But God delivered you. He's going to do He'll do it again. Amen. Whatever he's done before, he'll do it again. I think about my life when I, and then I look back on all the things I've gone through. I said, oh, my God, you know, I didn't know how I was going to get out of it. Because I know what it's like to be married twice and, and have fa two failed marriages. I know what it's like to be married to a person who has a substance had a su substance abuse addition, addiction. I know what it's like to have a child <laughs> in my late 30s when everybody else was, their children were almost grown, and I'm like, I'm here with a baby. You know, I, these are all the, and I'm naming all these things because these are all the things that I didn't know how God was going to fix them. I didn't know how I was going to get out. I didn't know how I was going to survive. I didn't know what I was going to do. But God knows exactly what to do for us, and he knows how to perfect that which concerns us. Another thing is to build our character. Some things are just to um, help build your character. Some people naturally have good character, let's just be honest. Some have naturally have good character, and some people, you know, kind of like, you know, ha are edgy, or, <laughs> you know, may rub people the wrong way. I mean, it's just how we're brought up, or it could be how we, we were raised before we come to God. So a lot of the times, and, and, and that's with all of us, it's not just anybody, uh, just not one person, me, anybody, well, there's areas in our life where God wants to build our character. He also wants to build endurance and perseverance in us. Because these are things that we can, once we, he said he will perfect that which concerns us. And once all of these things are perfected in us, then we can become effective witnesses for him, effective kingdom builders, amen? We can help build up other people, go get our brothers or get our sisters or, you know, to, and help them come to, to the level that they need to be at. So God doesn't lack anything. We, don't, we shouldn't lack anything in our life. So whether we don't think we need to build character, there's always something that God needs us to do. He, we, there should be no lack in our life, amen? in any area. So we want to just keep moving. Just keep moving in God and don't stop. Um, I just keep walking, keep trusting him, keep worshiping him, keep praying, and don't cease from praying, never cease from praying. 
keep studying and meditating on God's word. The word says if we meditate in him, uh, in Joshua, I believe it is, meditate day and night, we should have good success and prosper. We're trying to go to, you know, you see on TV or you see on YouTube how to have good success, how to prosper, how to get this money, how to do this. Everything that we need is right in the word. If we study and meditate on the word, the word tells us that we will have good success and prosper. And those that know their God shall do exports. exports. So these are things all we have to do is trust in God, and we should have everything that we desire. Keep being patient, not becoming angry, bitter, unforgiving, or just mean. <laughs> you know, when you're going through things, every little thing can bother you. You know, I've been there. That every little thing, you're irritable. You know, it's, it's not going your way. You know, you're at the job or you may be at your house and kids are getting on your nerve, whatever it may be. You need, we need to get back to the altar. When you see yourself getting in a, in, a, in a state like that where you're irritable, you're mean, no one can talk to you, no one can say anything to you, they don't know what, if you're nice today to tomorrow, you're not. Those are not ways of God. So we need to go back and, and see what's going on and ask God to help us because we want to continue to be patient and kind and we want to continue to show forth the fruits of the Spirit of God. Amen? And these are just things, like I said on last week, these are just basic things that we already know. But sometimes we get tripped up and don't realize that we're doing them or they can cause us to get off track. So these are just basic things that everybody knows. So just a reminder tonight. And we want to be waiting, when we wait on God, we want to wait with patience. Oh my God, I didn't give you guys a scripture. <laughs> All right, let's go to Isaiah 40, verse number 31. That is our main scripture. I just went into. Because we're talking tonight about waiting. What do we do in the middle? What do we do when we're sitting in the waiting room and waiting on God? We, we're patient. It says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. So when we're waiting on the Lord, we're, our strength is being renewed. We're being mounted up with wings as eagles, and you know how huge and strong eagles are. We will run and not get weary. We will walk and not faint. So we want to continue walking. We're going to continue running for God. Whatever it is that God has placed in you to do, continue to do that. Don't stop. As a matter of fact, increase it. If you're giving, give more if you can. If you're praying, pray more. If you're studying and you say, I'm st yeah, I study every night. No, study more. Meditate more. There's more we can do. There's more we can give God. We can give God more time than we do. And I'm speaking for myself mostly, mainly. <laughs> we can do more. Amen? So we're going to turn to Romans 8:25 and look at that scripture.
because when we're waiting on God with patience, we also have to have hope. So it says, but if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. So hoping and waiting on in patience. We're going to also turn to Proverbs 13, 12. And I really thought this scripture is, is, you know, it really, I just had to keep reading it. It says, hope deferred maketh the heart sick, but when the desire cometh, it is a tree of life. So when I was trying to figure out hope deferred, so we know that deferred means that if something is put off for later. So when your hope gets deferred, it can make the heart sick. And a lot of the times we see, you know, we may see people where we may have even experienced it ourselves that we've gone so long hoping for something and, and hoping and hoping, and when it doesn't happen, people can turn fall into a depression or a sadness or, you know, an area where they're not trusting God anymore. They don't want to go to church. They don't want to hear anything about the Word. They don't want to do have anything to do with God, all because they had this one thing that they were hoping for. And what's funny about this, it didn't say it's not going to happen. It just said it was deferred. But we have to know that as Christians that just because something doesn't happen right away doesn't mean God is not going to do it. His word, if he says he's going to do it, he's going to do it. But it says, but when the desire cometh, it is a tree of life. Amen? So that's hope and patience. So I looked up, and there's a lot of people in the Bible that had a lot of patience, but I think Noah was one of the ones that had a lot of patience, and we know that Noah was the one uh, the one in the Bible that had the ark and did what God had told him to do whenever even everyone was looking at him like he was crazy for doing it. Um, his fam- but when everything happened and like God said, uh, his family and everyone were safe for 40 days and 40 nights of rain. They were safe, tucked in the ark. Um, Noah had a lot of patience even when, you know, people talked about him. So during that time when things were going on with Noah and he was doing what God had called him to do, the question is, like, did he feel lonely or fearful? Did he feel like God had forgotten him? You know, because God had told him, you know, what he wanted him to do, but then here was all this adversity, here was all this these problems, here was all, you know, people talking about him. He wasn't sure, did I really hear God? Um, Did he become fearful like God had forgotten him or forgotten his family? But in the word, and we can find this in, um, in the word it says, but God remembered Noah and all the beasts and all the livestock that were with him in the ark. Key phrase, God remembered Noah. He told Noah what he he wanted him to do, and he did not forget Noah. So no, God didn't forget Noah, and God has not forgotten us. He knows our name. He knows everything about us. He knows all the hairs on our head. He knows everything that we've been through, everything that we may be getting ready to go through, or everything that has happened to us, good and bad. And he has not forgotten us, and he will never forget us. Amen?
and I had I'm going to say I read it too quickly. Um, but that's in Genesis. I had the scripture. Where I put this? Okay. We're now going to look at for, uh, Psalms 46 and 10. Oh, and that was the other thing I, I looked up. Um, God, only Noah, Noah walked with God. Um, he was, it says that he was the only one that walked with God. But when God was talking to him and telling him how he was going to save him and the family and what he wanted him to do, Noah actually walked with God. So I thought that was pretty cool to bring up. Um, Psalms 46 and 10, it says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. So we want to know that he is God. And everything that's going on as we're walking this, as we're taking this journey, as we're staying rooted and grounded, as we're doing the things God has called us to do and being obedient, sometimes we just have to be still. I think the preacher said that yesterday. And know that he is God. Be still in his presence. And that's so important that's so profound and wait for him to speak because if you ever and I know I believe everyone probably here has experienced that in one way or another but if you ever just get quiet and and hear and let God speak to you in his still small voice it's so powerful it's so awesome and even whether he talks a long time to you or whether he just says a few words to you whether he's just giving you instructions or he's just soothing you and, and comforting you and giving you the peace. It's so profound when we wait and be still on God and be still and wait on God and hear him. And not only that, even when we're going in our own day by day, you know, journey and we may have situations that come up in our home or on our jobs, whatever our personal situations are, don't be so quick to rush and do something that you think, you, you know, that you should do. A lot of, you know, and I'm quick to do that. I just, okay, well, this is what I did before, so this is what I'm going to go run and do. You know, this is how I, I took care of that situation before, and this is what I'm going to run and do. And then when it, it doesn't work out, you say, well, did you just be still and hear what God was telling you to do? No. <laughs> I was trying to take care of it myself. I was trying to, you know, I don't, like, I used to think, you know, I'm not going to bother God with that, you know. I used to think that a lot, like, you know, he's, he's got too many big things that I want him to do. I'm not going to bother him with whether I should, you know, pay this bill this today or not, you know. I'm not going to bother him whether I should go to this store and, and, try and purchase something. God wants to know, wants to be a part of everything that we do. And... When things don't work out, just that little situation of you going to purchase something caused a whole thing to happen with your finances or something down the line, and it's like all because you went and did that. And if you would have just been still and, and, and wait, if I would have just been still and waited on God to, to show me or tell me what to do and not take it upon myself to go do something because, I, you know, that's us. 
That's what we do sometimes. But I'm learning that even in the little things, stop, take a minute, and say, you know, God, which way do you want me to go? What do you want me to do about this? And he will speak. He will give you peace. He will give you joy. Because he's always wanting to let us know how much he loves us. He wants always letting us, letting us know how he will never forsake us and never leave us. I don't care who leaves, who goes, who doesn't stay. You know, I don't care what situation you may be in. God never leaves us and he never forsakes us. I've had um, experienced two deaths within the last couple of months of people that were close to me. And just to... Um, you know, here, you know, to go through the situations that, you know, in the hospice situations or, you know, the just the very, very end. And, you know, I was given, you know, the story of the very, very end. I knew the very end of how it happened. And I actually was like, Lord, I don't know if I could take this. You know, I don't, you know, I learned, you know, it's like it was so severe to know that somebody was at their last moment of death and what happened and, and you know, what was said or what was done. And I, I said that to God, but then God reminded me. He said, but I was with them. Even, from the, even at the last breath, I was with them. I never forsake them at no point, and I never left them. And that gave me peace to know that God will be with us even to the very end. And even when my mom passed away, it was so, I think, Burgess, you were there, but you know, it was a death, obviously, and it was hurtful, but just to see that my mom, that the Lord was with my mom even to the last breath. Even people were there that she loved. Somehow or another, the whole room was filled with a whole bunch of people that she loved. She never, you know, and it was just, I don't know if God just did it. It wasn't anything planned, but God just did it. So I'm saying that to say not for any sadness or anything like that, but to say God is really showing me that he will never forsake us and never leave us, even until the end. He will be with us. Amen? All right. Um, 2 Corinthians 2 and 14. It says, now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ and maketh manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. God always causes us to triumph. We thanks be to God because he always causes us to triumph. Amen? It doesn't matter what it looks like. He always causes us to triumph. So we want to continue to, to know that in our spirits and trust that no matter what the situation or circumstance is. It says in the word, and I'm a witness to, to tell you that we, he will always cause us to triumph. Amen. We are going to look at, I mean, I know it's a lot of scriptures, but it's Bible study. Um, Psalms 37 and 7. And we're talking about waiting patiently in him. So rest in the Lord 
and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prosper in his way, because of man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. A lot of times it looks like someone is doing so great while you're just sitting there and nothing is happening for you. But God is telling us, fret not thyself because of him who, prosper, who prospereth in his way. Just wait, rest in me and wait patiently for me. Amen? And then we're going to go in that same chapter, in that same chapter um, to 23 and 24. And 23 says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast, cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. So our steps are ordered. We're good men. We're good women. We're steps of a good man and a good woman are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in our way. So he delighteth in, in our steps, and he orders our steps. Amen. So let the Lord order your steps, your footsteps, whatever you go, whatever you do, let him order it. Um, stay planted and rooted in him and wait patiently as he directs your steps. Not waiting impatient, but waiting patiently. Amen. And in that same chapter, more. Oh, one more, I'm sorry. 27 is depart from evil and do good and dwell forevermore. So we know that we're just going to, well, when we continue to walk with God and walk in, in his ways, he orders our footsteps and we don't have to worry about evil because evil's not on our mind. We're, we're just thinking about pleasing God and doing good for him. And the, and the word says that we will dwell forevermore. Amen. So I just wanted to let you know There's still power, still power in, the, in, in, in staying rooted and grounded in God. There's still power in trusting him in everything that we do. There's still power in believing and having faith and, and releasing everything over to him. And even in the middle, or even as we're waiting, in this waiting room that we're sitting, you know, it might be in the middle of what God is doing, God still gets all the glory and he will be glorified in our lives. And he's working things out for us, even if it doesn't seem like it, even if it doesn't look like it, he's working things out for our good. And if we continue to stay in the path that God has created, created for us to stay in and order that he's ordered our steps to be in, if we continue to stay in the perfect will of God, we will just go from glory to glory. And we'll just go higher and higher. And as we go higher and higher, we're bringing other people up higher and higher. You know Jacob's Ladder. Remember that song? <laughs> go higher and higher. But we will continue to go higher, higher in him and be kingdom builders. And as we become kingdom builders, we bring other people into the kingdom. Because the whole, at the end of the day, ultimately, we want souls saved. Amen? We want souls saved. We want our lives to be an example. We want to be a light to those that are lost. What does it gain profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? What does it profit a man to gain the whole world 
and, and lose every soul that he comes in contact with. We are kingdom uh, builders. We're kingdom people. And the ultimate goal for us is to do the, the mission that God has placed us on this earth to do and to help bring in more, more people into God's kingdom. Amen? And so that we do that by continuing to study and hear the word, meditate on the word, like we're coming to church, we're hearing the word, um, and, and we're trusting God, and we do that by hearing what God wants us to do and being obedient and letting him order our footsteps. Amen? And I pray that something I said tonight was a blessing to you. I pray that you can go home and study on your own and get even more revelations of what God is telling you.